It's not unusual to find plenty of wine caves and wine cellars in wine country. What is unusual is discovering a sophisticated broadcast facility inside these well-protected and often top-secret chambers. But maybe it really isn't that surprising that America's number one wine broadcast originates from the soul of wine country. And it is our great privilege to do all we can to inspire you. If you drink wine simply because, well, it's a drink, we've got our work cut out. For literally thousands of years, wine has fueled celebrations, ended conflicts, and provided the ultimate connection between one human being and another. It makes food taste better, lifts spirits, sparks our imagination, and beckons us to slow down and love life. If that all sounds good to you, you're in the right place. So sit back, clear your head, put any worries you have on hold, and join us as we go in search of this week's Grape Encounter. But be warned, we speak a much different language than what you typically experience in most wine-centric environments. But you didn't come here because you're ordinary, did you? Good, because your host David Wilson is here to take you far, far away from the beaten path. Here's David. I cannot believe it. I am so happy to report to you that I am not in the studio today. I don't know what percentage of shows over the last year and a half that I've done in the studio, but it has been basically all of them with a couple of exceptions. We're finally able to travel. And if you've been listening for the past, uh, let's see, about four weeks, you know, lucky me, COVID is getting to be in the rearview mirror for those of us who have been vaccinated. But wouldn't you know it, I wind up having major back surgery. <laughs> and why could that not have happened during COVID when I was locked up and had no place to go? But you know, that's just the way my life works sometimes. But I am in a very, very special place today. And I'm going to tell you with the help of my guests, a very special story that I think is going to be gut-wrenching, heartwarming, and there are so many things that you're going to get out of today's story that I think you're going to hopefully cling on to every word today because this story is so meaningful to me, and I've still got my back brace on. I had to wrestle myself into the car, but I just had to come and do this story because it was brought to my attention by a casual friend, and when I read her email about this, I just went, oh my gosh, if there was ever a story that is a fit for Grape Encounters, this is it. But you all know I like to do lighthearted stuff. And there's an awful lot about this story that is not lighthearted, but I do think it's going to wind up being a feel-good story. So I'm going to jump in now. I'm in Paso Robles, California, beautiful Central Coast wine country. I'm in a very cute tasting room downtown. Well, it's sort of actually on the outskirts of downtown. And it's a just this really cool retro space. And the sign says Stilson Cellars. It is a very small family winemaking operation. And the big boss is mom. And mom is Deborah Stilson. She's sitting with me along with her 22-year-old son, Cole. And Deborah, I'm not going to tell him what the story's about just yet, but I just want to welcome you. Actually, 
I want to thank you for welcoming me to your home. Thank you. And I appreciate you being here. Well, I wouldn't want to be anyplace else. And Mr. Cole, nice to have you as well. Thank you for having me. Honestly, this is great. Now, you are the winemaker for Stilson Cellars, but you also uh, have your brother, Tyler. He's a couple of years older than you. And what is his role in all of this? So I think Tyler is the back end morale of the whole operation. He can't get up here too often because he is a firefighter down in LA. So while me and my mom are kind of running the operations, he has the back end of just telling us what he wants. So what is so amazing about the story that we're going to talk about is that it centers around a really serious tragedy in your family that I guess just completely redirected your lives and brought you to this area, brought you to a new career. And Deb, you were a principal, right? That is correct. And where were you a principal at? I was a principal in Santa Clarita for a elementary school. So for those who are not familiar with Santa Clarita, you might be familiar with Magic Mountain, right? I think it's also known for being one of the hottest places on earth during the summertime, but you lived there for a long time? We lived there for the past eight years. And then did you come up to Paso often or were you familiar with this place? When did your Paso love affair begin? We were able to come up and live here for a couple of years back in 2011 and 12 and just fell in love with it. My in-laws still live here. They're in Cambria. So we do get a chance to come back very often to visit. And that's where we always knew that we wanted to return to. So you did what a lot of people do when they come here. They're not content to just drink the wine. You feel like you just need to make it too. There's something about, I think, this place that sucks you in and gives you that winemaking bug. But let's talk about the main story today. And it all weaves into the wine story as well. You had a a terrible tragedy. How many years has it been? It's been five and a half years. And would you mind explaining what happened? My husband and my son's father committed suicide in April of 2016. April of 2016. And your husband was quite a guy. He had a very important position. He was with the Los Angeles Fire Department and a captain. Correct. He was a captain too for LA Fire Department. And what's, I guess for me, really shocking about the story is that here's a guy who has a prestigious job and is beloved and is doing great work. And there was absolutely no sign that you all could see that there was something very troubling going on inside. That is correct. So can you tell me about the days leading up to what happened? Paint us a picture, if you wouldn't mind. And the reason I want you to do that, by the way, is because I really want people who are listening to this story to walk away with a better understanding of the notion that we don't have an understanding of these situations, that you might be in a situation very much like your family was in and not realize that you're on the precipice of something very terrible happening. Do you think that it's possible for people to better see that there is trouble on the horizon if they know the right clues? Yeah. Since we have been through this experience, I think that there are 
things that you can look at, things that you can find the words to ask questions, the signs that you can familiarize yourself and look for. And I think that gives you a better understanding about if a family member or a friend of yours is struggling, not necessarily just with the idea of suicide, but also with just mental illness and depression. But being able to find the words, know the signs and have conversations is such a big thing. So the reason that this story relates to wine is because you started a small family winemaking operation. And it seems to me like when you've been through a horrible tragedy, that one of the very best things that you can do is busy yourself and find a diversion and do something that really puts a smile on your face and gives you a sense of purpose. But you're taking that one step further because you're using your craft, your new craft, to try to help people who are potentially in trouble to help families that are involved in situations like that and other things. The project is called AWARE, right? And talk to me for a moment, if you would, about how you're using your winemaking and your winery as a way of helping other people who find themselves, you know, in a situation just like you were in and didn't even know you were in that situation. I always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to have one of our wines dedicated to my dad, but I didn't think that it would become such a big thing, more of just a dedication. But now using the Zinfandel, we're donating half of the profits to NAMI. So NAMI stands for National Alliance on Mental Illness, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And can you just tell us a bit about the work that they're doing? So, you know, it's more of just a national campaign on informing people on stuff that you really don't hear about too often, especially when it comes to delicate topics such as suicide prevention and even mental illness as a whole, because I really find a big stigma around most mental illnesses. It's such a sensitive topic. Sadly, it's a hard topic to talk about, especially even between your friends or family. So that's why I really find it important to push it out there. And currently, I wouldn't think that our aware bottle would go too far. But now thinking about it and actually hearing stories with people that we're selling the bottle to, I do wish to continue this further. So you think possibly this could be the tip of the iceberg for you guys? Absolutely, yeah. I think that we would love to follow this path into bringing more awareness to any mental illness, but also suicide prevention. We are in Paso Robles today. Very special guests with me, Cole and Deb Stilson, talking about how they are using their wines to help people who might find themselves in the same situation that this family found themselves in that when we return with more Grape Encounters. Walk into Total Wine and More, and you may just pinch yourself. With over 13,500 hand-picked wines, spirits, and beer, there's something delicious to discover around every corner. And their friendly guides are right by your side, eager to help you pick up the slack in your wine rack, or recommend a bottle or two to match your menu. A crisp Pinot Grigio pairs with shrimp scampi or even potato salad. Bold cabs with balanced tannins bring out the best in Korean short ribs and a bacon cheeseburger. Sip a sparkling rosé when you're serving salmon any which way. When it comes to what's in store, you'll find all your faves. Always at the best prices in town. So what'll it be today? Choose curbside pickup, in-store pickup, shipping or delivery. Explore more in store or at TotalWine.com. Words can be very confusing. When you're crazy, people say that you're nuts. But what if you're crazy about... 
Nuts! Well, that doesn't mean that you should be sent to the funny farm. It means that you should be sent to the farm of MM Organics, the producers of organic heirloom walnuts and walnut products that are so incomparably unique and delicious, other nuts will be reduced to wallflowers. Whoops, there we go with those crazy meanings of words again. After all, if being a wallflower means disappearing into the background, then why does being a walnut from MM Organics mean standing out from the rest? Confused? Well, you won't be when you discover the glorious deliciousness of walnut halves, baking pieces, fair trade chocolate covered walnuts, and other scrumptious walnut products from MM Organics. Learn more and order yours at mmorganics.com, where you'll also find our utterly irresistible two horse Portuguese dessert wine that everyone goes nuts for. Get crazy at mmorganics.com. So imagine this, you decide that you're going to buy a piece of property in wine country. You've never made wine before, but you buy a property that's got grapes already planted on it and you close escrow in 20 days and literally days, weeks later, you're harvesting grapes and you're making wine. Talk about living life in the fast lane. We are in Paso Robles today with Cole and Deb Stilson talking about really their success in winemaking because I am drinking their estate Cabernet Sauvignon. And frankly, I'm super shocked at how good this wine is because first efforts just don't taste this good. And I think they've got angels working on their behalf because they are using their winemaking operation to support a very important cause because the father of the family was lost to suicide and this family decided that they were going to do something really hyper positive with their grape growing and winemaking adventure and that's why we're here right now and Deb congratulations on the wines these wines are really good this Cabernet is really super solid and then before that I had a Merlot right you did you had 2019 100% Merlot fantastic it was absolutely fantastic and everybody knows I love Merlot but anyway we're talking about the sad story but we're really focusing on the silver lining here Devin, you lost your husband. You had no clue, right? No. That, that there was a problem. No, I didn't see any of the signs. I did not know that there was a problem. So you've gone through a lot since then. Do you think that you would recognize the signs now? I think I would definitely be more in tune to him. I think I would be more apt to ask questions and really be more inquisitive about how somebody is going through something or how they appear. What could you have done? Ask questions. Talk to them. Find the words to use. Do you, do you have any idea why he didn't sit down and talk to you and share what was going on in his head? I really don't. I think that there is a big stigma in talking about mental illness, whether somebody is going through some struggles with depression or anxiety or finding the day-to-day struggles of getting out of bed and going to work. I think that's just not something people are comfortable talking about, especially if it's happening within themselves. Uh, I think for most people, it makes them feel like they have a weakness. And people like my husband, who were very 
proud, very good at his job, always doing the best and, and known for doing the best. I don't think that he felt that that was something that he could bring on as his personality or what he was going through was something that he could talk about. So he had really the dream job. He was a captain with the Los Angeles Fire Department and had a great reputation there. He absolutely did. And he loved his job. He was a firefighter with the LA Fire Department for 20 years. Wow. And loved it. That's that's a really long time. Was he a wine drinker, by the way? He only was a wine drinker because I liked it so much. This is a very interesting part of the story. You are a wine freak. I'm sorry, right? Fanatic. I like to call myself okay, a fanatic. fanatic. Okay. From everything that I've learned about you, you love, 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 love wine, right? And so I guess you tasked your sons with making wine for you. Yes, that was my idea, <laughs> was that I wanted my son to change his major and to become a winemaker so that I would have an endless supply of my own. Oh my gosh, Cole, what was the major? What did you leave behind to become mom's personal, <laughs> your mother's personal winemaker? That's very funny. You know, honestly, I can't say that I was leaving much behind because I was still in the middle of switching at least two to three majors. And I think when the opportunity presented itself, it sounded great. I mean, obviously moving up to wine country and making wine, no one's going to say no. Yeah. Are you having fun? I am having the best time of my life. Seriously? No, no. Honestly, when people talk about passion with their careers, I always thought that was kind of like a, a thing that I would like cringe at where I was like, yeah, okay, sure, when you're working. But honestly, even the first harvest I ever did, this was the first time I actually thoroughly enjoyed what I was doing. Okay, so you're not just making wine to supply your mother's habit. <laughs> and I know I'm just, and, and I'm not going to suggest that mom is overindulging, but it's kind of the joke in the family, right? But you're making wine that would hopefully prevent in other families what happened in, in your family. Uh, how much more does that drive you? I think it's a pretty substantial amount. The main point of starting the winery was just the love of wine. But I think the fact that we have this ability to use this platform that we started, even though it's not a gigantic platform, but I think this platform that we have is a great opportunity to bring awareness to what we personally really feel about and what we have been affected about, but also what a lot of people are having issues with or in the future will or what they can prevent. So I think it's something that I would love to be a part of no matter how it's affecting anyone else. Well, wine is the great conversation starter. And, you know, I want to take this sort of one step further because you have a tasting room and I'm in it and it's real fun. It's retro. It's just cool. And one of the things about the wine industry is that places like this stimulate conversation. And I'm imagining that it's almost inescapable for you not to engage people in a conversation about your backstory. Is that common here in the tasting room? And how comfortable are you with that? And more than that, how comfortable are guests with that? Because it's not a bright, cheery topic, but, you know, wine can bring out the seriousness in people as well. Yes, um, we, we've had great conversations. We've opened up the tasting room in May. And since then, we've been able to talk about our story. A lot of people are interested. Why did you start a winery? Have you always lived here? And a lot of questions about how we got started. But then we also get to talk about how we came back to a place that we loved when we were all together, the four of us. And we named one of our wines The Return because that was us hoping to be able to return to Paso. 
But now that the aware is going to be on the tasting list, it's, it's definitely bringing up conversation about what that bottle means to us, what that bottle means for the future and being able to donate a little bit of funds just toward the ability to get the the idea that suicide can be prevented. Do people get into a conversation with you and hear your story and then open up about something that's happening in, in their lives and then the conversation gets serious but maybe very productive at the same time? Yes, yeah. So I, I think w- at least what I have found, I've found that um, especially when it comes to just wine tasting, it usually starts off pretty light. Especially during tasting, when it gets to the end, we at least I have kind of gotten more into about why we are releasing this, why we are donating half the proceeds. And that has actually kind of dug deeper into the customers themselves because I've found at least a few people that have their own backstories that wouldn't come out in a normal conversation or a normal like transaction between a a winery and the patron. And it it has been great because it has really brought out really personal stories that you really wouldn't hear otherwise. So it's been nice to relate to our customers and for our customers to relate to us. If we can even change like one life, it would be amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. We're going to continue this conversation in just a moment from Stilson Cellars in Paso Robles. It's just a wonderful moment that I'm sharing with these folks, and I'm glad that we could share it with you as well. Immerse yourself in the breathtaking surroundings that make Oregon a must-visit. Taste unrivaled wines. Indulge in lavish culinary creations. Savor the very best of Oregon. Enjoy time with your guests as you bid on exclusive auction items and wine futures, all to transform healthcare through Asante Foundation. Join us for the Oregon Wine Experience. Visit theoregonwineexperience.com to be part of this unique celebration. The Oregon Wine Experience returns this October. Bid on one-of-a-kind experiences in person or from the comfort of your home. There are hundreds of lots to choose from in the silent and miracle auctions. You can bid to win unique culinary outings and winemaker dinners, travel to wine regions, or escape to beautiful tropical beaches. Go to theoregonwineexperience.com, all to benefit children's health care. Savor the very best of Oregon. Savor every drop of summer at Total Wine and More, because we've got a sizzling lineup of pours for the great outdoors, featuring our top 12 wines under $15. Taste your way to a new favorite. Try ready-to-freeze cocktail pops and fun, fizzy hard seltzers. And here's our recipe for a delicious late summer evening. Take smoked ribs, good friends, and just add Cabernet. Let your imagination go grill crazy, from good old-fashioned hot dogs to turkey burgers with all the trimmings. You can't go wrong with fruity and fresh reds. And when it comes to seafood, salmon and tuna swim nicely with Chardonnay. So, no matter if you're grilling, chilling, or both, you're sure to find cool prices on over 8,000 wines, 4,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers in-store or at TotalWine.com. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on GrapeEncounters.com. 
Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. And we're back with Grape Encounters Radio. And I think more than any other product, more than any other thing, wine is used to do great things. Anywhere you look, any major event, there is a wine component. There are winemakers all over the world, really, that are using their product to do amazing things. And today we're telling the story of a family that is making some incredible wines. And with me is Deb Stilson. She is the matriarch of the family. And then the youngest son is Cole. And he's also the winemaker of the family. And you guys do understand, I hope, that these wines are great. You guys get it, right? I absolutely do get it. I am a wine fanatic. And when I taste our wine, I assume that it's really good because I love it. But I'm not sure if it's just me being biased. But uh, we have had a great reaction from the people that come into our tasting room and tasting through the list. Do you have the ability to be objective about your own wine? And can you can you taste the wine and say, oh my gosh, that's as good as this wonderful bottle that I had another time? Yes, I think so. And now you're using your wines to raise awareness about suicide prevention. And it's because you lost your husband to suicide. Yes, and, correct. We lost um, Sean five and a half years ago. And I guess the blow softens over time, but will it ever go away? No, absolutely not. It, it will never go away. And I think that we can use it as a means to help others and to talk about it with others. But I think that it tends to be a wound that reopens when new stories come about. But in that, I think that we become stronger after helping others. Tell me what he would say if he knew that you were making wine or that you were actually that you were having your son make wine so that you had an endless supply. Would he laugh about that? Would he say, well, that was to be expected? What would he say? He absolutely would. He would laugh and he would definitely think that that would be something that would be expected because he knew how much I liked wine. Yeah. That's cool. And then on a more serious note, how would he feel about you using that new craft, that new skill, that new business to prevent what happened to him? I think he'd be very proud of us. I think that the logo, the label that we use that is representative of him being an angel, I think that that is, I feel, what has helped us or driven us or been a part of us for this whole journey. I feel like he has been a part of this for the past two years. And I feel that he's still with us helping to make this a something that we can bring out into the public. I think being able to talk about it is because he's helping us along the way. I don't want to, I don't want this to sound like a flippant uh, question, but do you talk to him? No, I don't think that I necessarily talk to him, but I definitely, I'm thinking about how he appears, how things have happened for us throughout this whole journey. Just as an example, we talked about how things just fell into place. We bought the house, Esker went through so fast. We were picking the grapes really quickly afterwards, but we met incredible people, uh, incredible people in this industry, but not just because of the winemaking, but in Paso overall, or, you know, the slow 
Slow County, we have been guided by something that is is more than just a coincidence. We've had people help us along this journey when we knew very little about what we were doing. We had people everywhere who were willing to help us and wrap us in love. How long ago was it that you decided that you were going to use the wines to help in suicide prevention and awareness? I'm not sure that it actually came to us in in that way. We just wanted to have something to represent our love for Sean. And that's how it started. Then when it came, well, what are we going to do with this label? What are we going to do with AWARE? And we really started to think, what would this mean? And it was all about how we can raise money for the cause or to help in understanding how you can talk about suicide and how you can start to understand the signs or just identify who's who's struggling that is close to you. Are you surprised at how many people have a similar story to yours that you would never have guessed were going through or have gone through the same sort of thing? Yeah, I do find it very surprising. I think if what happened to my dad didn't have happened, I don't think I really would have been as aware of any of the issues that really brings it like mental illness as a whole. It's such a weird thing where it's it's such a, a commonly occurring issue, but it, it is such a or small talked about type thing. I, I wouldn't say that I really would have known unless it happened to my dad and which which sucks because I know there's millions of people out there that are in, in the same issue that really don't hear much about it, don't relate too much of it. And I think that's really what we're trying to figure out and trying to fix. How did his passing change you? I think it changed me in a few ways. I, I think that it really changed my view on the world as a whole. And I think it really brought me to look at how or what people are going through at the time. I was in high school when it happened, so obviously I wasn't that smart or didn't think about too many worldly issues at the time. But I, I think that in the last five years, it's, it's really brought me to really put myself in other people's shoes and to really think about what they're feeling because I know how I felt when in the broader sense I lost a loved one but also if it came to a more specific sense where people are feeling something when it comes to mental illness such as like suicide or depression I could really relate with them so I think it really gave me a boost of empathy honestly for everyone. You were 17 roughly right? Yeah at the time and at 17 years old it is very common to have never experienced the loss of a loved one at all. Not a grandparent, not a parent, not friends. And I know for me, the first time I experienced the, the death of somebody in my family, it just bowled me over because at 17, you feel invincible. You don't even think about things like that. Did you feel suddenly less invincible, more vulnerable yourself after this experience? Or how did your general view change about your own existence? Yeah, I think it really brought me back to earth about how precious life is. And I wouldn't say that I really felt invincible at the time, even before he died. But I think that the whole situation of him passing has brought me closer to everyone in my family because I can understand understand how short life is. And I think that was really the biggest thing that I have gotten out of it besides really the boost of empathy for everyone in the world. But just it's it's such a weird thing to to learn about and to come across as a teenager. Yeah, it's a, a lesson that you don't 
want to have, but I'm sure you're better for it all the same, right? I mean, to to have had that experience and to have an understanding of something that most people just want to keep in a closet someplace. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We're going to be back for just a few more minutes from Stilson Cellars in a very fun tasting room, you guys, in Paso Rebels. They're not on the beaten path, and that's the cool part. But they are right on the tracks. You know, the Amtrak train runs right through here. And I might mention the fact that if you're up in Oregon or Washington and you're listening to the show or you're down, you know, south in San Diego, you can just hop on the train and kick back. And by the way, they'll serve you wine on the train and you can spend five hours on the train from LA. It's great fun. And then you tell the engineer to please stop right here on the tracks. I'm, I'm getting completely off track right now. Oh, no pun intended. Completely off track. But it is uh, one of the fun things to do and one of the great ways to come to Paso Rebels. So keep that in mind. We'll be back with our last chapter of this week's Grape Encounters from Stilson Cellars and Paso Rebels right after this. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, it takes nearly superhuman powers to keep up with the folks at Total Wine & More. I remember the first time I ever set foot in a Total Wine & More store. My jaw literally dropped to the floor as I tried to comprehend the astonishing wine, spirit, and beer offerings that were suddenly at my fingertips, wonderfully organized for super easy navigation. How do they pull off such an amazing feat? Well, it all comes down to an incomparable team of experts that constantly searches every corner of the world for amazing products priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with outstanding producers on every continent so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings. New discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 wine choices that you can even explore from home on your laptop or phone. Explore Total Wine in whatever manner suits you best, in person or if you've come to enjoy that curbside experience, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your wine in the store or just outside if a contactless experience is your preference. And make sure to check for special opportunities that are always plentiful at TotalWine.com. There are always plenty of reasons to get excited about your next Total Wine experience. We like to talk about wine. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, free trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Immerse yourself in the breathtaking surroundings that make Oregon a must-visit. 
Taste unrivaled wines. Indulge in lavish culinary creations. Savor the very best of Oregon as you bid on exclusive auction items and wine futures. All to transform healthcare through the Asante Foundation. Join us at the beginning of October for the Oregon Wine Experience. Visit theoregonwineexperience.com to be part of this unique celebration. Hey, so this is one of those shows where I wish I had like two or three hours because I haven't got a chance to taste all of the wines that uh, Stilson Cellars is making. But gosh, they are really, really good wines. And, you know, I learned something during the break that I didn't know, which is that this tasting room has only been open for a short while. They've been making the wines for a while now, but the tasting room itself, Deb, it's been open for just what? Just a matter of months, right? Just a matter of months. We opened on Memorial Day weekend. When you started making wine, did you plan on having a tasting room or did that come later? It definitely came later. We knew that we wanted to have a tasting room eventually, but it was about letting our wines um, barrel and then being able to have an inventory to be able to sell. And we actually weren't thinking of having a tasting room until next January, but we came across a perfect opportunity that presented itself. And so we found this location. How many times have you said to yourself, what have I gotten myself into? Uh, let's see, just about every week since we bought the property. Pretty much every day. Tell, tell me, you guys, a, a couple of things that have happened um, that you've experienced where you went, oh my gosh, I had no idea that I might have to face something like this. We faced that a lot the first year, year and a half. Just getting our liquor license itself was eye-opening because yeah, we right. had, yeah. you know, we come from, I come from a completely different background, had no clue as to what it means to be a business owner or to make and sell any type of alcohol product. Um, just that alone, I think, was a big eye-opener. Why in the world would you do this? I mean... Uh, Quality you, of life? You know, for what it costs to start a business like this, I know you love wine, uh, for what it costs to start a business like this, you could buy a lot of good wine, right? But right. Yes, we could buy a lot of good wine with what we've invested into our family project. Do you like the farming part? I actually do. I enjoy being out there. I enjoy uh, watching as the vineyard changes throughout the year. I love watching the babies grow, uh, the grapes grow, but we also planted babies this year, baby plants. So it's been fun to watch the the different things that happen throughout the year. Do you have a big floppy hat? I do. <laughs> I knew it. The project is called Aware, and the proceeds, 50% of the proceeds from the wines that you sell. And and in particular, we're talking about this really lovely Zinfandel that you're making. You're just taking half of what you collect and you're sending it over to the folks at the National Alliance on Mental Illness. What did you need after the loss of your husband in terms of services, help, support? What did you do? Luckily, we had very large family support, uh, which helped us get through quite a bit. But the Los Angeles Fire Department itself, I believe, was huge in our recovery. And in, in that, there was also a couple of groups, one being the Widows and Orphans Fund. And they 
reached out to us and were guiding us in counseling. The Los Angeles Firemen's Relief Association as well kind of wrapped themselves around us. And so when we experienced what we had gone through, we had a lot of support. We had people that would give us ideas of, you know, great therapists to go see. We did seek that out and did much better because of that. But I think it's knowing that even though you're going through a hard time, people are there for you and being able to accept that help. Were there times when uh, Sean would come home and he had to deal with something that day that was just overwhelming or was he uh, hardened to that? He absolutely would come home. Uh, Most of the times when he would talk about events that had happened or calls that he'd go on, it was the ones that had really made the most devastation or had the most impact on, on him were Uh, things that had happened to children, especially if those children were around the ages of Tyler and Cole at the time, he would be devastated. Yeah. All right. So we are going to have to say goodbye. I really appreciate you welcoming me into, I'm going to call it your home because I'm sure it pretty much is, right? You probably spend a lot of time here and you've done a great job here. It's really cute. And I love this spot, by the way. There's something about trains going by, right? As noisy as they are, I don't know, they make you feel good, don't they? Yeah, because they're always going someplace. Anyway, for people who want to connect with your wines and who might want to purchase, the aware bottle how do they do that can they do that online or um do they have to come here or do they have to pry it out of my fingers <laughs> they can do both they can either go online our website is www.stillsonsellers.com and the aware bottle is there under wine and shop and then you can come to the tasting room. We're open on Friday and Saturday from noon to seven or Sunday from noon to five. We're only open the three days a week right now. Would you say that it was easier or harder to get into winemaking than you thought it would be? Oh, they're looking at each other. Neither one of them. <laughs> not, uh, this is funny. Neither one of them wants to answer the question. That's great. I think we were just oblivious to what it would entail. But it's been such an exciting journey all along, even even knowing as little that we did just in the love of wine. But every time we would learn something, it was just excitement, like everything that is new, learning how to make the wines is and, you know, like just going down the street and seeing the harvest trucks ready to start harvesting this week is just like this excitement. We just love it so much. Who uh, was the first person to tell you that you're out of your mind? (laughs) Yourselves. Family, I think. We're like, are you really going to do this? You're going to do what? <laughs> You're going to really gonna do that. You're going to quit your job and move to Paso and, and become winemakers. And then you give them your first bottle and they shut up, right? And they're thinking, oh, my wine budget just got cheaper. And everybody, the, the whole family expects it for free. To no, we've them. signed them all up as members. <laughs> okay. All right. That's great. Okay. Website is what? Uh, Stillsonsellers.com. Okay. And that is S-T-I-L, just one L, S-O-N-Sellers.com. And you can learn all about them there. I appreciate you guys so much. It's been a, a lot of fun being with you. And I think we not only made for a good story today, but good friends as well, I hope. And I hope that we know each other for a really long time. All right. Well, listen, that's going to do it for Grape Encounters. Today, I so enjoy of this particular hour and we'll be back here again that's for sure Uh, we'll see you next week this edition of grape encounters has been brought to you by total wine and more 
When Total Wine & More challenged themselves to keep more than 8,000 wines on hand, they pioneered a consumer experience that 99.999% of the population would have thought was impossible. It was an undertaking that I still can't totally get my arms around today. But I've spent many hours of my personal time being that adult kid in a candy store, using my mouse to learn about their extremely affordable top 20 wines of the year, or learning eye-opening details about the iconic winemakers behind Total Wine's Legends of Wine collection. TotalWine.com is an online resource so rich with content, it's hard to imagine a more satisfying wine-related experience. Spend all the time you want at TotalWine.com or at your nearest store. Just make sure you're back here with me at this same time next week for another Grape Encounter.